0: Support for this week's episode of Getting Grown comes from Form. You, yes you sis, you're more than a hair type. You're unique and so is your lifestyle. And with Form, now your hair regimen can be too. Form is the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all its forms. The Form collection makes hair care simpler by offering personal product regimens that are customized for your individual hair needs. Get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash grown. That's formbeauty.com forward slash grown.
1: Get personal and fortify your edges with form. Today's episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com forward slash grown. That's Talkspace.com forward slash G R O W N. Buenos noches.
0: Good evening.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jaden Kia.
0: Hey, 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 guys! It's Jaden Kia back to talk about all things adulting. Um, or that's what we think we're doing at the very least. What's going on, sis? How are you?
1: I, I, you know, I'm here. I'm here in the present form, and. Uh, my eyes are open and I'm breathing. How are above, you? The,
0: above the ground. <laughs> above always. the ground.
1: Yes. It's yes. a
0: blessing to be above the ground. That's I'm it. doing well. Can't complain. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. Happy to be here for episode twenty. Check us out. Twenty episodes two zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you uh you did something really fun and exciting.
0: I did. Recently? I did. I did. I did. I had the blue, and blessed opportunity to go to the live recording of Black Girls Rock. Because you were a black um, girl who rocks. I certainly hope so. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> I guess I should say. Uh, yeah, I, it was awesome. They have such an awesome lineup of black women that they are honoring this year. And I got an opportunity to see it first, uh, but the rest of you all lovely ladies and wonderful gents will be able to see it um, on August 22nd, I think it's when they're going to air it on BET, and this year they're honoring um, I'm going to try to remember everyone's name um, but an awesome cadre of absolutely amazing African American women, get into my alliteration Um, let us start with um, I uh, Maybe I should just look it up, Jesus. Um, sh- uh, I know Suzanne Shank received the... She is a Black woman financier, Wall Street mogul. She received the Shot Caller Award. Um, Solange is the recipient, a celebrant for being... Or I should say, the ce- she's she's a celebrant for being the rock star this year. Falling
1: sh- your way. Yes. You.
0: <laughs> we appreciate you for that. Thanks. Uh, Yara Shahidi got the Young Gifted in Black Award. Yes. Founders of Black and Missing, they are being celebrated as well as uh, Issa Rae got the Star Power Award. Yes, she should. Mother Roberta Flack received the uh, Living Legend Award. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, they honored the one and only Auntie Maxine Waters with the Social Humanitarian ward and you guys are going to live because let me tell you hun, something Auntie Maxine uh, came in her finest frocks and pumps for us she's dressed um, she is dressed up and she has a word to deliver and we all should be perched in front of our televisions on August 22nd when BET airs it, uh, it B- Beverly Bond um, you know uh, is the founder of Black Girls Rock it's really an awesome show um, there were live performances. Uh, uh, it's hosted by Taraji Henson, who yes. did an amazing job. Um, Lettucey performed, um, and Lettucey is like sickening. Yeah, first of all, like, and I don't know, she has been, you know, counting her calories and watching her carbs and running for her life and get her cardio <laughs> in because she looks like a Barbie doll. Like, I'm like, when did Lettucey get tiny? But amen. And um, performed. As well as, mm. Ty- don't do that because she really mm. did sound good. Um, and Tyrese performed. And I will mm. say that, you know, I could appreciate his contribution to the show because he did not speak. He sung.
1: As long as he's singing, he's cool. Or you're reciting um, lines from Baby Boy.
0: It's fine. I think that. It all came together. I think it's, good. it's going to be an you know amazing I show. Oh love you,
1: girl? Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. I'm reclaiming my time.
1: We're not doing anything. I'm reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming the lines from baby. I'm reclaiming
0: my time. I don't want to get to heaven and Jesus be like, I'm reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. (laughs) You want to talk about the things I've done? I'm I'm reclaiming my time. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Mm -mm. (laughs) I'm reclaiming my time from you. But no. yes, everybody, everybody, everybody. I clapped it out because I mean it. Um, make sure that you watch Black Girls Rock on BET on August 22nd. You're going to get your life.
1: And make sure you listen to Getting Grown every Tuesday. Hey, uh, hey. From the Loudspeakers Network on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, all that, all that, all that. Indeed, um, indeed. Thank Rock you to everybody Rock. who's continued to listen. You know we're going to thank you every week because we truly appreciate you all. And... um. Yeah, all of that right there, right there, right there. So, let's go ahead and get into our show.
0: It's time for shout out to my sis.
1: My sis is popping right now. Like, take it away, sis. Our shout out to my sis this week belongs to belongs to a lady who we've all been doubtful about for quite some time, like several episodes Mm -hmm. and like a season. It's Tasha from Insecure. We speak your name, Tasha. You speak your name tonight, Tasha, because when you got on that phone with that flyaway weave on that one side and you said. That stray leaf out, that stray piece of leaf out. You apologize for shit. But Did you, you ain't
0: even sorry for not. Did not our hearts burn when she said that? I know
1: it definitely resonated with me. I mean, it in my bones sis, in my marrow. In my marrow. It got down to my marrow. Like, make a soup out of me, my nigga. It was, it was all <laughs> oh, in there. Gross. That'd be delicious. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh but, she, but she was like, You apologize for shit you ain't even sorry for. Yo. Mm. Then she said, you know what? You a fuck nigga. Quote then it. she said. Mm-hmm. You a fuck nigga. She said, and you the worst kind of fuck nigga. My, she was my, like, my. you the fuck nigga who thinks he's a good guy.
0: My Lord. And before I knew anything, I was standing on my feet. I was on the floor, actually. I was, on my, floor,
1: actually. Like, I was like, on my hands and knees. I was the opposite. Woo! I was the like, reverence.
0: I just don't know what was happening, but something in my soul. That right up. I was Sis. like, "My God, that is just what a word." What said, a word you
1: just spoke like an entire book.
0: You don't even know it, Tasha, but you, you just wrote a new book. Literally called "So Many Women Out of the Darkness and Into the Marvelous Light." You, you don't sure even did. realize it. You sure I said, did. Because
1: woo. I was like teach the girls I was like you will wait We fall down But we get up
0: But wait sis let me ask you this Why we're speaking Tasha's name Because listen I said last week that I was proud of Tasha For about uh, Seven minutes And then she disappointed me again So it was good to see that there is redemption You know what I'm saying God is the God of second chances We were able to give Tasha Tasha redeemed herself today And in such a marvelous way um, mm, But let so me ask eloquently. you this. Let me ask you this right quick while we're here. I think I have an answer for this, but I'm interested to know. <laughs> Why do you feel like a, a, a fuck nigga who thinks he's a good guy is the worst kind of fuck nigga?
1: Oh, oh, because... You actually think you're being a good person. My like, Lord. you actually think that you are doing me, like, services. Oh, that was another thing she said. She was like, just, you think by telling the truth. You think by telling the truth, you're just a good guy. Like, it, you're not, a, let me, let me hip y'all to something. Especially if you're listening. I don't know. I really truly hope there are no fuck niggas who pretend to be good guys, but are really not. Listen, I really hope they don't. But if you are, let me say this to you one time real quick. You're a terrible human being. You're awful. You're (laughs) manipulative. You are trash. Why? Don't do that to women. Don't do that. And women don't do that to men. Don't act like you're a good person. You're actually not a good person. Because then you are the worst type of nigga. The worst type of ain't shit father to me, the worst type of deadbeat daddy to me is not a deadbeat daddy who ain't got no job, don't pay no child support. You can't even find this nigga. It's the worst, the worst kind of the ones who got good jobs and whole ass families and abandon their families and shit like that. Like it's niggas like that who I can't stand because you are cognizant of the things that you do. You are cognizant and you pretend and live in this bubble as if you are this decent human being. And you're actually not, you're actually a terrible person. And you coming to me and telling me Oh, I, I fucked old girl. You're like, you're not doing me no services, my nigga.
0: So a lot of times, and this is we're going to talk about. This is Kitchen Table Talk. I think we lose sight. Uh, we get so f- wrapped up in ourselves mm-hmm. I'm, I, um, that we lose sight of the way that our behavior, our actions, our choices affect other people. So mm-hmm. I think what really just busted me in my stomach when Tasha said that was it was like it became so clear that like she acknowledged his intentions were all messed up. Like he was saying, like you mm-hmm. did. He did not apologize nope. to Tasha for having sex with Issa because he really gave a damn about Tasha. He apologized to Tasha for having sex with Issa because he felt guilty and he wanted mm-hmm. to clear his conscience. He wasn't truly sorry. Like he didn't have real no. regret, but it was just like, dang, this makes me a terrible person. I think that that, that was like so, like so significant. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like self reflection is really real. But think about it. Like, ugh, how many times have we been in instances or been in situations where we've realized it's like, what I'm doing right now is about self preservation, not necessarily because I care
1: about the other person. Because I have a damn about the you know other person's feelings, right?
0: And that's why a fuckboy who thinks that he's a good dude is dangerous because he he uh, like mm, he's living behind it. this consci- he's living behind this like facade of like I'm a good person I have values mm-hmm. and I want to I, I my allegiance is to keep up this facade not necessarily to person. actually right I have to keep up this appearance of being a good person versus actually checking. The flawed things about my character that don't that that would make me a bad person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not willing to actually make different choices or change. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's
1: lazy. I don't want to do that. It's lazy. And
0: it's, <laughs> it's lazy. And, it's lazy and, and you complacent. want and you and it's and and it's like a sense of entitlement because it's yeah. like. Nigga, you think you're entitled to treat me this way.
1: And those are the niggas who end up emotionally, emotionally abusive because they are already manipulative human beings. They live their life in manipulation. Like (laughs) they pretend to be one person and they are actually another person. And then the really like you said, the key word that you said, they're dangerous. And it's dangerous because they'll always spin it back as if it's you. And everything that they do is for self preservation. So they're never ever going to truly look out for you, but they're going to pretend that they look out for you. And if you are a weak minded individual, that can actually really, really, really damage you as a person. You know what I'm saying? It takes a really like self assured person to deal with a manipulative person because then they can recognize the manipulation and they know how to, how to move when that move, you know, with that. But. There are people out here who don't they're they're not strong like that. They're not mentally and emotionally strong enough to deal with that. And it's not okay to do that to people. It's not okay to manipulate people into thinking that you're a good person if you're going to continue to to partake in actions that are going to hurt them. You going and fucking 12 girls and coming back and telling me you fucked 12 girls.
0: does not absolve does not, me from the does, fact that you that fucked you 12, fuck girls. 12 girls. Like, exactly, exactly. It's not okay. Exactly. It
1: doesn't make it okay because you came back and said, I fucked right. this girl. I'm sorry. I fucked this girl. I'm sorry. I fucked this girl. I'm sorry. No, niggas, stop fucking girls. True indeed. Recognize your behavior and what's causing you to go out here and fuck uh, other people.
0: Because they make you, I mean, I mean, in, in which case communicating it. Makes it holds the other person accountable, exactly. right? Exactly. Because if I continue to deal with you, if you telling me that you're dealing with that you cheating on me, and you're apologizing, you know what I'm saying? It's the, it, it, my, it's my responsibility. You know what I'm saying? I, I continue to exactly to you are you, not let you do to let you treat me this way.
1: You're not giving me the choice. When you go out and you cheat on me, you are not giving me the choice. To say whether or not I want to be in a relationship with a person who gives himself to other people. No, if,
0: but you are. If he comes back and tells you. If
1: he, no, if he comes back and tells you. If he does. I'm saying there are so many things that make niggas fuck niggas. Like, there are fuck niggas who pretend to be good guys who don't come back and say anything. They are worse. They are horrible. And they are also very dangerous because they will come back and give you diseases. And then there are niggas who come back and then they tell you, oh, I did this and I'm sorry for it. But they never, ever, 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 ever change their course of action.
0: That's what I'm saying. And I feel like words mean things. So, like, you know, we shouting out Tasha because she called it out because you apologizing apologizing signifies that you are uh, remorseful remorseful (laughs) Mm -hmm. about that about your actions and i mean what's the point of being remorseful about an action that you're not
1: willing to change exactly so like i'm sorry means i'm gonna stop i'm gonna recognize what i did wrong i'm going to recognize how that affected you and then I'm then going to take that and turn it around so that I never repeat that action to hurt you
0: or even just like I'm
1: sorry means
0: even just more even to say even more simplistic than that it's like I'm sorry signifies that I care about you enough that if I know that this hurts you, I will not do anything to intentionally hurt you or or damage you or make you feel this way again. I'm sorry for making exactly. you feel this way. Exactly. Why, I will not do anything that will make you feel this way again. That's what I'm sorry signifies. But and I half mean,
1: at the time in an apology, we want the recognition. We want you to to know what you did was wrong, but we want to know why you think it's wrong. And you have to recognize why something is wrong. Like, you also, for yourself, don't need to be going out here and giving empty apologies out because you, if you don't recognize what you did wrong, that means you're going to turn around and do it right again.
0: Which is the point. So, anyway, the whole point of this was that we are just really proud of Tasha for so finally um, recognizing, you know what I'm saying... And uh, recognizing and calling out the half-assery for what it is. And, and then for
1: for so eloquently speaking, for s- all my niggas in the whole wild world, like for speaking for so many women who have not had the balls or even the words. i was about to say the like, language.
0: <laughs> they haven't
1: had the, They don't know how to form Ooh. it. They they have it in their heart, but they don't know how to express right. it. Like and she came right out to. the have, gate, like you a thank fuck you. nigga, and you the worst kind of fuck nigga, and this is why nigga. Like shout she out. just, I was shout like, like to you gotta spit it out. Like, so shout out to you, sis. Shout out
0: to you. <laughs> shout out to Issa for writing that. Like Hell legit. Yeah. Like Hell you gave it yeah.
1: voice, sis. You and for gave redeeming me... Tasha.
0: It ex- I hope that we
1: can hold on was to this. About two seconds from canceled.
0: I really hope that we can hold on to this. I appreciate you letting us in this episode with you know uh celebrating Tasha. Word. Um but yeah, that was so, so good, I guess. So good. So good, so good. Yeah. So good. It blessed me. Like, bruh. Stop was, saying yeah. sorry for stuff. Stop saying sorry for stuff you're not gonna change. That's a yeah. word. We could end the show right now.
1: We really could. could. Like, fuck niggas need to just, you know what? It would just make, it would refresh me if half of you all would just come out the gate and say, I want to fuck people and I don't want to be with you. And I just want that to be known. I'd have so much more respect for you. I'd have so much more respect. But y'all don't have, y'all can't say that. Cause you wanna have your cake and eat it too. Nah,
0: cause they wanna be
1: good guys, right?
0: I'm a but good you're not dude. A good guy. But, but you're not. not a good
1: dude it's though, okay. nigga. Just cause you listen to Kendrick Lamar don't mean shit to me.
0: <laughs>
1: okay? You're not a good nigga. You not. No, but Fix I it. feel like
0: and in all fairness, I think I think it's fair for you to have good intentions. Um, but it's all I don't think it is it's fair for you to wait around.
1: Man, your good intentions for, don't, mean a, don't mean a motherfucking thing to me if you don't back I'm them up saying, with some good actions. Let me finish, bruh. Sorry.
0: I said, <laughs> I, as I was saying, I think it's fair for you to have good intentions. But if your actions don't match your intentions, it's mm. not fair for you to expect people to wait around for your actions to match up mm. with your intentions. Mm-mm-mm. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
1: We said it before about niggas potential. Now we're gonna say about niggas intentions. Niggas can have all the best intentions in the world. They can tell you straight out the gate that they wanna marry you, but guess what? It don't mean nothing if y'all are still laid up six years later.
0: Intentions does not absolve you from responsibility. I mean the same pertains
1: mm.
0: to like crime. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like mm. if I shoot you and you die, even if I ain't mean it, I'm going to jail. <laughs> Like yeah. that's it. Like that's like, it.
1: I missed. Hey. <laughs> like that wasn't the right person though. But it doesn't matter. You killed the human. Exactly. So exactly. therefore, shout out yeah. to
0: Tasha. We shout out to name. Tasha. I never thought that I would be saying this, girl, because you have yeah. been pressed, honey, like fresh ironing board from Walmart pressed with a new yeah. cover. knee press, honey. Frontage chicken. Frontega chicken. <laughs> Turkey bravos from Panera Bread, but you know what, girl? You did your good work today, and we salute you. We salute you, sis. You went natural. Anyway, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) It's time for kitchen table talk. (laughs) I just watched you like do. I said we were starting at this time, and I just watched you like set up a whole situation. I was trying to figure out what was happening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There was a there was a small fire a small fire lord <laughs> jesus help us, sky are you okay are you safe I'm, I'm safe do we need to call the authorities no we're great over here okay fantastic <laughs> welcome back to the kitchen table guys we're back to talk about some grown folks business uh mm. before we get started since do you have any snacks are you toasting marshmallows are you around your <laughs> fire you good
1: I have I have um leftovers from my cookout earlier. Mm. Hmm. So I have a burger here with um some some Gouda and some blue cheese. Fancy. And I season that meat for Jesus.
0: Well, only what you do for Christ will last. That's it. That's what all. What about
1: you What are you munching on?
0: I'm not munching on anything. I have uh, a liter and a half of water because I am committed to Letting go of all of my girdles before my thirty fifth birthday, I'm Damn. tired of holding my stomach in, so i'm gonna change my snacks. You know what I'm saying i'm gonna drink water.
1: It's very Every, important Last week I got fries you got nachos, you got apple cider vinegar now I got a burger you got water I just water. wanna
0: be I just water. wanna
1: be snatched. Water. I feel like I deserve that now I gotta snatch now i gotta now i gotta i di- mm. Black woman self care. I'll get there anyway.
0: Mm, okay. So while I drink my water, I thought we would talk about communication because we talk a lot about using our words here and how that's such a uh, that's how that's critical to adulting. Um, mm. But I've noticed, or just kind of, well, before we get there, let's just say, um, in terms of communication. I thought it would be cool to think about our communication styles um, or how we approach different conversations in different relationships, whether they be personal, professional, romantic, platonic. So, sis, let me ask you, would you say that your style of communication has uh, changed or evolved as you've gotten older? Yes or no? And if so, in what ways?
1: Um, I don't think it's changed a whole lot. It might have evolved in the sense where I have now kind of learned a lot more some of the things I should say in the times I should say them. Um, and also how to say things where they don't ne- necessarily hurt people's feelings, whereas that wasn't my strong suit prior. Major. Um, so I would say it's evolved in that sense where I've been able to, I've been able to master that, that form of communication. So now I'm like, okay, I can step back for a second. If I say it this way, then I know I'm going to I'm going to get this type of response. But if I say it, I can get, you know, I can garner a visceral response. So maybe that's not the best manner. So let me think about this first. So I think I think a little bit more first before I communicate so that I'm not saying things that I don't mean and I don't have to retract my words. Totally. Totally. What about
0: you? That's awesome. I think that for me, I've tried to become a much more active listener.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yes. Because we'll get to it, I guess, in, in the in one of the questions that I have for later on, but I noticed that I did a lot more talking. I was doing much more talking than I was listening. You know, it's frustrating because, you know, I, I, I was constantly misunderstood. And mm-hmm. in assessing you know, well, what is contributing to the fact that niggas are not getting me? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that, you know, I was able to take a step back and realize that, okay, maybe I was not, you know, really approaching the dialogue and the or the conversations in in a way that I, that was most productive and that, you know, conversation for me is not just about making my point, but it's also about hearing and responding in a way that's most productive. So I think mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, one of the major lessons that I have learned is that you know, listening is critical <laughs> to communication. My brother used major to say all the time, alert. "He
1: got indeed,
0: indeed, indeed, indeed." Uh, my brother, his his high school basketball coach, Mister Mayfield. Shout out to you, Spence. We used to call him. His name was Spencer Mayfield. Mister um, Mayfield used to say to us, and it was a joke at the time. He used to say, "Listening is a sign of intelligence." So like. He would say, like, let, this, that's for the, you know, anyone, if he needed to repeat something. So mm-hmm. if he said, you know, um, we're going to warm up for 10 minutes and then we're going to start basketball drills or something, never fails. One person would be like, when are we going to start basketball drills? And then he would say, <laughs> listening. Listening is a sign of intelligence. Now you just show me how smart you are. Okay. Mm. So, like, you know, it was something that I've heard mm. time and time Call again. Too. My brother used to say it over and over and over, and it was like a joke. We would talk about it, but listening is a sign of intelligence. Like, it really is. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're not listening, you're literally banging your head up against the wall. You're just talking and talking and talking, but you're not, you know, being receptive. Cause communication is, in fact, a two-way street, no matter it's, um,
1: what. It's also a sign of respect. Because right. it shows the other person that you that you actually give a damn about what they're saying and that you actually want to. Because the whole thing is this is a communication, right? So we're trying to get to a common common ground here. So it shows the other person that you want to hear the the where they're coming from so that you guys can reach a conclusion that works for the both of you. And you can both see the other's point of view. You know what I'm saying, and maybe it will help you to, to recognize something within yourself, or maybe it'll help the other person to recognize something within themselves. But you're never gonna know where they're coming from if you don't stop and listen to them.
0: True, Words a little, Kim. Um. All right, so let me ask you this. In this, <laughs> oh my god, I love that song. I know you see me on the video. True. Um. I keep saying, um,
1: like that. That's so birdish, right? I gotta with you really... hear me on the radio.
0: <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> but you still don't pay me no attention. Hey, listening hey. to what your girlfriends mention. He's a slut. He's a hoe. He's a freak. Got a different girl at a day of the week. Um, Every day. That's tr- what I said.
0: Is that? Okay. Carry on.
1: It's true. Not putting her crush on you. I gotta let you know that I got a crush on you. Hey, yo,
0: shorty. Won't you go get a bag of the lethal? I'll be, I'll be undressed, undressed
1: in, t- in a bra <laughs> or oh, see through. <laughs> Why I you got to do thinking I'm going to cheat I'm you? The only one thing I want to do is creep you and These lyrics I'm you are butchering
0: and I, I am. will and not I'm be the
1: things that you will Kim the Queen reclaiming my time, reclaiming, well, my time. Yes, reclaiming my time I'm reclaiming my time reclaiming my time like I'm reclaiming my, like the ice my time I'm I'm reclaiming my time with the you just missed all of the proper lyrics. No, because you fumbled through the first part of the verse. Fine. It's
0: no, fine. it's not fine. It's I'm not. I'm a little drunk. I, I had some delicious care. whiskey at the park. <laughs> I do not care. It's not an excuse.
1: See? You being drunk does not absolve you. Thank you. Of the responsibility of knowing Little Kim lyrics. And you see how Jay Jay
0: was just modeling ineffective communication skills because as I told her that I was also, reclaiming my time, she I did just not listen. You, you, are not you are not being an active listener. You were not being an active listener when and I told you. as I got
1: the lyrics together and they were all correct, you stopped singing with me. Who is loyal and who is not? This is not about loyalty. This is about communication. Loyalty loyalty.
0: We are loyalty. arguing. We are arguing and you are getting on my nerves. So <laughs> stop it in front of these people. Thank you. Now, let me ask you this question. Before before I really bust you upside your head, <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, please excuse her. Excuse her. Just a little drunk.,
1: <sighs> she's
0: irritating. Yes, I did smack, just like that. <laughs> so um, let me ask you, has social media? okay, not you oh, specifically? No. Oh my God, yeah, I know are you kidding? I know. No,
1: I'm like, I'm I'm getting into this question.
0: Oh, my God. How do you think social media has changed the ways that we
1: communicate with one another? It's made niggas stupid.
0: In what way? Please expound.
1: (laughs) Because niggas think that they have to actually speak in 140 characters when there are so many more words in this world that you actually need to use in order to get your point across. Because I don't know what the fuck you just said. I don't know what you're talking about because you're trying to speak to me like you're typing out a tweet. So, yes, I do think social media has made niggas stupid. It's made (laughs) niggas stupid in how they communicate with women. They don't know how to holler at women these days because all they do is (laughs) slide into people's DMs. They don't know how to talk to one another. People are sitting on their phones all over the place and they talk to each other through Twitter. When we're looking at one another, we are sitting in the same room. And yet
0: i'm feeling judged anyway well now when you specify clarify this for me (laughs) Hmm. when you say niggas are you when you say social media has yes are you speaking about black people specifically are you speaking about men (laughs) are you
1: speaking i don't know what white people do on twitter i can't speak to that
0: okay so are you talking about black people male and female are you just talking about black men
1: uh, I'm just talking about everybody. It's, see, you have to realize that sometimes I use niggas in a very general sense. Um, yes, I do realize I'm that. Always, That's why I was I'm asking I'm generally you talking, talking to black people. I'm most of the time talking to black people.
0: It's but no, I would argue. No shade
1: to anybody else.
0: I would argue that <laughs> social media has impacted the way that we all, regardless of race or ethnicity, communicate <laughs> with one another. Um <laughs> So I I think that, you know, I do agree with you that people have resorted to this, you know, uh, practice of announcing versus actually like dialogue uh, or communicating with someone like, you know, people, you know, this is how I feel about it. This is my position. This is my status update. This is like, this is how I feel versus like, okay let's talk about it. Like, Um, here's
1: the thing, though. Social media, if we. Sis, do words mean things? Every day. So what does social mean? Well,
0: social suggests that, you know, it's between people, between like communication, people. like ah, you know, yes. from person to person.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Social suggests that we are intermingling with one another. Know Engaging. what I'm saying? Engaging. Yeah. So, so that means that. I like you, people who post these statuses like, blah 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 This is how I feel, and I'm not looking for your opinion. Well, Ola- then, bitch, get do, a babe. diary. <laughs> like I just, I would just just get a journal then and say it there because who cares?
0: Yes, I agree. <laughs> even though and now I...
1: you're gonna make me say what I feel just because I feel like trolling you. Like, why would you even post that on something, on the thing that that has like that has. Things like a like and a and a love. Oh my a god. Reaction. A wow. Oh my god. And a sad face. Like, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? And then there's also this little box that says comment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, why are you posting things and then you put this disclaimer up and you're like, oh, by the way, I don't care what you think about it. It's not about that, like, I understand that. Like, I've said that, like, I don't care what you think about my opinion. But like, I'm not posting things for you to just read my declaration. Like, nigga, I'm not like I'm, this is not the Declaration of Independence. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not just stamping some shit up here on my on my wall just so you can read it. And like, who gives a shit what I think? Cause Who so who gives a shit what you think? Oh, wow. Well, tell us how you really feel. I mean, it's just true. It's like if you're really going to be such an asshole about it, like, you don't. I don't care what you say. I'm like, well, bitch, bye. So
0: okay i think it's fair sometimes you do have a position and it's fine to have it but I i i agree with you that you should not close the door to response on social media that's but i'm talking about how has the way that we communicate on social media influenced the way that we communicate when we're not on social media so like would you say that tweeting facebook LinkedIn, all of that, um, all these all these platforms or you know sites that we use. Mm-hmm. Would you say that they have impacted the way that that we actually interact person to person, whether that be phone, whether like you know when we talk about like what you were saying before, people sitting around in a room, everybody on their phones. Like, how has that and a- the actual language of, that we use and the ways that we communicate when we're having conversation. Do you think that social media has impacted that?
1: I do. I've seen niggas tell like Twitter jokes in person (laughs) and it just doesn't resonate the same way that it does online. And it's like, there's a time and a place, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the original intention of social media, like we said, it was to be social. It's to link up with people that you know, online to stay connected to network and all of that. And I think that's been lost. And I feel that, like I said before, I feel like it's made people dumb in the way that they communicate with with one another in person because they get so hung up on social media that they're so focused on that that they stop knowing how to actually act in front of a real life human being. Right. And that's something that I observe.
0: So like, you know, to that point, like there are people who do not or are not comfortable who are not comfortable, like approaching a girl and asking her out on a date, like in person, but literally be in the Tinder DMS 20 all over the
1: place, just slinging digital dick <laughs> all over the place. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, I would definitely argue that social media has affected the way that we date or the, de- the ways that romantic relationships are not only, uh, you know, started, but
1: sustained. Um, Yo, but- I miss the days when you had to write your phone number on the back of like a, like a, you know, Starburst rapper or something and <laughs> give it to a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, those were really fun dates. You had to be innovative. Niggas had to be creative. And then on top of that, when they went out on dates, when you went out with niggas back in the day... They didn't have. They couldn't be on their phone because it was a green screen, and all you can play was Snake. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> so, you know, at that time, you had to be more engaging. You had to be. You had to be creative. You had to come up with conversation because you didn't have social media there to distract you. And I feel like I said that social media has become such a distraction, in how people deal with people in real life. I agree because they're huh. so focused on the social media aspect of it, and that they that they get they get stupid.
0: So focused. I mean, you keep using, you've used the word stupid, like 17 times this episode. Yeah. Um, I think that social media, the business of the internet and, and social media and, and uh, you know, everyone's a brand now, everyone, everyone's a business. Mm-hmm. Um, And while I think that there is value to that um, and definitely I applaud and think it's great that people are out here building things and, you know, taking advantage of all the opportunity that's available on the internet through social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like the, pr- the pressure of having to manage a brand really, like, threatens the authenticity that people bring to the ways that they communicate. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, who am I? Am I a persona or am I really Kia? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, you know... And that especially in dating situations. And that's why for those of you who have been following me for a little while, you may or may not have known that at one point I had a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. and I did some stupid videos, but. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Like collectively, like the whole (laughs) lot of them are stupid. But I did a couple of videos where I like made like bogus internet dating accounts and like would like look through profiles and just kind of react to what I was seeing. Those have turned out to be some of my most more popular uh, <laughs> um, uh, videos. Uh, the one specific to, I think the website is Christian Mangle. Um, I post
1: the link in the description.
0: I don't think you should do that. But um, one of the things that I said that has been challenged, that was challenging for me um, was like, I felt like I was shopping for a man Like, I would be online on Amazon shopping for, (laughs) you know, new shea butter or, like, some cocoa butter or some new face products or something. And the person of... Is this a word? Personability? Like, being personable. Like, actually engaging. Feeling someone's, like feeling connection with who a person is i feel like all of that is lost and it becomes like boiled down to such superficial things like this nigga not tall enough or you know like he got emojis in his profile like so i definitely think that how we we've, we've lost the substance behind our our communication and you know we we yep. we have created these i don't want to say well we, because I mean, we're all guilty of it to a certain extent. I think we create these images, and then you have to stay true to that
1: image. Well, that's why you shouldn't curate your Instagram page. Just you know, post shit sincere shit, post shit you really want to post. Fair, like, yeah. Like I mean, if people, if you curate your life for people's pleasure, or likes or whatever, and for, for likes, likes and double taps, you are you have truly lost sight of what life is really really about and then you need to do some self-reflection because that is another issue <laughs> but like you can't that's you, you have to be grounded in your use of social media there's nothing wrong with the use of social media both kia and i use social media in ex-
0: yeah in excess <laughs> i can speak for myself yeah, yeah you know what
1: i'm saying like i don't like I mean, I do, the pop, I do the pop-ins, but I still use it. I got a Facebook, I got a Twitter, I got a Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? I got all of that, but it's about balance and it's about knowing how to, how to, um, how to separate or not separate actually, how to just live your real life. Yeah. And not allow social media to control that.
0: We're all guilty of falling in the trap. And I think it's not... This is not a conversation. I definitely don't... I've said this before. I definitely don't want anyone to think that Jade and I are sitting over here um, on high horses of, uh, you know, perfection. Like, this is how you do things. Um, But more so from, like, real experience. Like, I'm out here, like, engaging with niggas on... And when I say niggas in this sense, I'm actually talking about, like, dudes, and feeling mm-hmm. like, engaging with niggas on social media, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or any any platform, and mm-hmm. feeling like, you know, like, not a fraud, but just like, n- I have struggled in terms of like, the ways that I communicate with guys um, or even friends or like, you know, even after we, let's say I, 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 ha- I have met people that I've, that I've, I guess, connected with th- mm-hmm. through dating apps or even Twitter or whatever. Um, and, you know, been like, I don't like this nigga in real life. like, <laughs> Or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, who he is on this platform is in- entirely different than who yeah. he is sitting across from this table. And then I'm questioning myself. Like, okay, so how did this happen? I guess the mm-hmm. conversation... I just wanted to talk about this around the kitchen table because I think it's important for us as we get older to be, to remain conscious of the ways that we are communicating. Um, because as we use our words, we have to use them productively mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll have to use them productively in different areas and arenas of our lives. So we should just be conscious of um, things and not just kind of go along to get along, if that makes sense.
1: No, Absolutely.
0: So that's all I got. Um, I felt like that was a little scattered and all over the place, but that is true to the nature of our uh, show. And our personalities. And our lives. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we can move forward to the next segment.
1: Thanks again to Form for supporting this week's episode of Getting Grown. Form is the premium hair care collection dedicated to making every hair journey simpler and better. Form was inspired by your own hair care journey and delivers uncompromising performance without sacrificing the health of your hair. For women of all hair textures, and they do mean all, the Form collection is unique, versatile, and minimizes the guesswork. Just like their Big Brother brand, Bevel, the homies at Form were tired of seeing the women they love struggle to find hair care that was personal, effective, and high quality. You know how moody your hair can be when doing twist outs and braid outs. Nuh uh, honey. My braid out has been consistently flourishing in these streets when I combine a regimen, including the Hydro and Revive Conditioners combined, three in one leave in lotion, curl cream, and defining curl jar, and the pomade. It's lit. You can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash grown. The discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's formbeauty.com forward slash grown. Get personal with form. Now let's get back to the show. Honestly, truly, honestly, truly, honestly, truly, honestly and truly, honestly and truly. Yep, yep. Time for the honesty mm-hmm. box. Yep, yep. Yeah,
0: let's get in. Let's get on in the box. Pause. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did not pause. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe you paused. Anyway, hi, Jade and Kia. First off, I want to say that I absolutely love your podcast. Wait, wait, and wait, I look,
0: wait, 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 wait. What are you? You reading the letter? Yeah. All right, then, because we got an update. I didn't know if you was reading that. First.
1: Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Let's do that first. You
0: see, this is why I'm here.
1: But mm-hmm. go ahead. You got it. I mean, it's fine. So you have to have somebody for organization and you have to have somebody for
0: what are you other for? stuff.
1: What are you for, sis? <laughs> for the people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right.
1: yeah we got an update from last week uh take it
0: away sis wall on wool on wool on um yes we got an update it says hey lovelies i'm back with an update and yes kia and jay for coming through with the words of wisdom you know we out here we're trying the very See, best that we can i'm here with
1: words of wisdom you be trying to discredit me what are you here for nobody's discrediting you what are you here for what are you here for just let me know when you've wrapped up this
0: insecurity. <laughs> I'll wait. I will wait. Because ain't nobody say nothing about discrediting you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, all right. Of course, the douche texts me after ignoring me for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, 14 days with a plain Jane ass text message saying, I miss you. Remember
1: when y'all were engaged? Anyway, go ahead. Were they engaged? Oh, Weren't no? they? Didn't um, they, well, yeah. Well, I don't they think get, they like... was
0: engaged the, the week before they were engaged.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, Wrong episode.
0: He said, she said, he said, I miss you. No apology. No anything. He basically hammered in my head on how horrible I was, how I took situations and made them over the top, basically belittling me to no end. We are now officially over. All of these things are in the trash and I do plan on changing my locks. He had keys. Keys. My God. Keys, keys, <laughs> keys. I am officially done and although he tried to make this situation about me, I will continue to pray until God finally sends me my husband. Also, I would love to hear more testimonies of women who overcame fuckboys. It gives me a sense of hope. Love you, ladies. Signed, moving on. Well, moving on. You formally, saw formally Formerly blocked and confused woman. We, uh commend you we commend you for um you know ending this uh because it is needed to be ended i also wanted to just add um to your prayers for the lord to send you your husband i think you should amend in uh those prayers would you just add ask him to uh help help us you know because this is real and this is something i pray for myself help me to be ready for the husband that god has for me because a lot of times, I well, I don't even want to say a lot of times, but I fully acknowledge the, the mess that is myself. <laughs> um, yeah, and I know that, uh, are you Are you agreeing
1: that I'm a mess? Is that what that was? No, I'm agreeing that I recognize that I'm also a mess.
0: Hmm. I just want to be sure. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> Let me know when you're done with these insecurities.
0: <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine fine i just was getting ready to address something if i needed to address it yeah but whatever your
1: insecurities girl
0: insecure these okay (laughs) um i'm sorry sis as i was saying i think that it is important for us to uh acknowledge and and, you know be willing to do our own work and take responsibility for the roles that we played in our situations Mm -hmm. so and i think that you did that um and, and even if you
1: didn't do anything wrong, I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. no. I was just saying, yeah. I
0: think that she did that. And I think that mm-hmm. while she's praying for the Lord to send her a husband, I feel like that's amazing. That's an honest prayer. But we also should pray. Cause you know, husbands is a husband is not going to fix the situation if you still raggedy. That's all it's I'm
1: saying. Just going to bring you yeah. another yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: just going to bring you a whole nother raggedy <laughs> nigga. If you have not changed, if you have not changed yourself, um, you know, and I'm not saying that you have to, like, literally... You know, if you're not improved and grown, I should say, then, you know, there's a large large chance, huge likelihood that you will attract another nigga who will not treat you the way that you need to be treated. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, sis.
1: Yeah. Like, here's the thing. No matter what phone company you go with, you're always going to have an issue. If it's the customer service... If it's the prices, if it's the actual service, if it's the fact that they don't have the dope phones, like it's always gonna be something with each phone provider that you go with. Any cable company you go with, you're always gonna have an issue with them. Especially because there's a monopoly on cable. With the niggers. You have your single woman problems, and then you get married and you get these really like fun married lady problems
0: yay married <laughs> lady problems you know what i'm saying and
1: no i'm for for those of you who love to spin shit around i'm not saying that i hate my husband i'm saying that, no, we, no, no. We didn't hear that. marriage and relationships are work Indeed. and say that one more time constant work like you got to Actively work on them. You cannot get to a point where you're like, "Ooh, I'm about to coast. No, ain't no coasting, nigga. Like, you got to work and make sure the shit is in line for the duration of your relationship. You got to make sure that you're putting in your efforts by listening, by communicating, by, you know, checking yourself by effectively communicating with the other person, by making sure that you keep the romance there and the friendship. Like, it's constant work. Not saying that it's not something you want to do, but it's work nonetheless. And so when you go from having some of these problems, some single lady problems, you may not have those anymore, but you go into having to do a whole different type of type of labor. You know what I'm saying? So careful what you pray for.
0: <laughs> <I mean, laughs> they will come to you when it's time. It's absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with, like, I, I, I don't want you know a lot of times we feel like we get out of a situation we got right get right back in another one but there's nothing wrong with legit just like being a like, nah. you know what I'm saying just kind of nah. like enjoying you know yourself getting to know yourself um nope. and doing your own work you know so that when the next situation comes you'll be in, a, in an improved place as far they're as you're concerned niggas.
1: they are they're looking for niggas out here it's a full on helicopter bro. <laughs> in Flatbush um and and it's like I like I remember like I remember in my my nice little period where I was like healthy emotionally and I was over my breakup no wait no I lie I was not however I was getting there I was I was trying to get on my glow up but I thoroughly had moments where I enjoyed my my single like Womanness. It's lit. <laughs> it was great. I bought all this wine. You know what I'm saying? And other stuff. And I did exactly what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. Didn't matter what day of the week it was, what evening. I lived in my own house. I had my own vehicle. I could do exactly what I wanted to do. I remember when I was doing this project in Oklahoma. I lived in Oklahoma for four and a half months. Um, worst time of my life. I mean, it was just awful. But anyway, lived in Oklahoma for four and a half months and I wanted something from Ikea. Oklahoma didn't have no Ikea. And you know what I did? I got in my car and I drove three hours to Dallas to Ikea because I felt like going to Ikea that day. It was so wonderful. Like I was always able to do exactly what I I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And I didn't have nobody to talk to about it. (laughs) <laughs> I can dig it. I told
0: going
1: we better take this
0: cross state lines trip.
1: Absolutely, for some for, for some can... furniture that I have to assemble myself. You do what you want when you're popping. That's it.
0: So that's our update. You want to read like the actual honesty box later after you know we've talked about this for like 15 minutes, but we'll do it again for you, sis. Congratulations no on being
1: on Fuck on moving on. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck nigga free. Anyway, okay. Hi, Jade and Kia. First off, I want to say that I absolutely love your podcast and I look forward to tuning in each week. We you two are so spot on. We sure do. With your topics and your commentary, uh, thank you. Um, you know, some of our topics do come from suggestions from listeners and you all are all welcome to write in because we always want to hear what you have to say. Getting Grown Podcast at com. Anyway. <laughs> Uh And your commentary is hilarious. Thank you. So please keep up the amazing work. Secondly, I'd like to thank you ladies for taking the time out to read and answer my honesty box posting and give me advice on my situation. So here we go. I'm 25 years old and I feel like I'm in a stagnant relationship. I'm currently a traveling registered nurse and I'll be starting a doctor of nursing practice program in the spring. After completing this degree, I will be the first person in my entire family to hold a graduate doctoral degree. And that is something that I'm super proud about. I've worked extremely hard to achieve everything that I've accomplished in my life and career thus far, and I feel as if everything is going perfectly career-wise. However, my personal life is lacking. I've been in a relationship with my high school sweetheart for eight years, and I honestly don't know what's next for us. He has a bachelor's degree, however, his goal is to become a career artist. He's a painter, sculptor, photographer, and musician. He has absolutely no desire to work for anyone else or work a regular job. Don't get me wrong. I don't see anything wrong with being your own boss, because let's face it, everyone isn't cut out for the nine to five and uh, excuse me, nine to five hustle. However, he's 26 years old and his mom is still paying for everything. Rent, electricity, cell phone, car, insurance, etc. Because he's set on making it with his art and or music and he feels like working a normal job would just take away from his creative process. Yikes. He is a great artist, but the art world can be fickle, and the money is not guaranteed. I know that he loves me and he really wants to get married, but I don't think that this is the best idea since he can't even support himself, let alone me and a future family. Married. It just wouldn't be wise to enter into a marriage like this. I know right that word
0: that just like came in my opinion
1: I know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Actually, well, anyway, since he's never had to support himself, I don't think he fully understands how the real life works as far as having to pay bills, budget and plan for the future. He's a really nice guy, but I'm afraid that I'm wasting my time. I've been dating him since I was 17. So this is the only serious relationship that I've ever been in. Another thing is that we're both wanting to remain abstinent until we get married. I feel really lucky to have someone who's willing to wait with me because I don't think most men are doing that these days. So I often wonder if I should be more patient and allow him to figure things out or if I need to move on. I've just been really frustrated lately because after eight years of being in a relationship with someone, of course, I'd like to be moving towards the beginning of the next chapter of my life. But instead, I'm just sort of waiting around for him to get himself together. Another thing that's keeping me in the relationship is that he's my best friend and we were friends before we began dating in high school, so the idea of becoming single and losing his companionship scares me a lot, but I sometimes feel that I could be doing better. I didn't grow up with a lot of money and I saw my mom constantly struggle to make ends meet, so I always knew that I wanted better, not only for me but for my future children, and in no way am I saying that I want some super rich guy to take care of me, I just want to be able to at least meet me halfway." Am I wrong for feeling like this? Thank you so much for your help.
0: Woo, sis. That was so much. Well, I want to thank you so much for uh, writing in and sharing your situation. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not a professional and I'm not even all that. um, I'm just going to offer you what what I would want someone to tell me what I mm-hmm. think I would want someone to tell me if I were in your shoes. Um, and you're welcome to do with that as you as you please. Um, so, there's a lot going on in your life and in your letter. Um, and what I'm hearing first is that, you know, <clears throat> you're reaching a lot of conclusions on your own. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder how much you have shared how much of your feelings you've shared with your boyfriend um, and if this person is your best friend and your companion and you guys are so close I would hope that that there's a level of comfort there where you can be as transparent as you need to be about the situation mm-hmm. um, and I think the first order of business is making sure that A all part, he knows exactly how you feel about a lot of things about him. As far as you know, the first thing being like, you know, you care about him so much, you guys are best friends, you love him. He's somebody who you want to be with, ultimately, fundamentally, like you know, aside from all this other stuff. Um, did I say a or number one? I don't remember, I always (laughs) get (laughs) confused. But secondly, um next, next, that's the good one. So <laughs> next, I think that he needs to know how you feel about his situation as far as his it is it is concerning that mm-hmm. he's twenty seven years old. Um, and if you guys are talking marriage, um maybe you guys should have a conversation about what your expectations are of one another as it relates mm-hmm. to. Husbands and like, what is your expectation of husband? What are, these are my expectations of a husband. If you're going to be my husband, that means you're going to do these things.
1: If mm. you're going to be my
0: wife, that means you're going to do these things. I think you need to get out in the open, what your expectations are, what your standards are as far as not conflating those things. Cause they are two different things, but like what your standards are, maybe standards are the best, best um, word, what your standards are for marriage. What a husband, your ideal husband, what you're what you're looking for in that regard and saying that it is this is your standard and you're not going to settle for less than it. Mm-hmm. And if he cares about you and, and you the, you know, like you care about him, my hope is that he would start to take initiative to make changes to ensure that he meets the standard that you set, um, just like you would do things to, to ensure that you meet the standards that he set. I think the next thing I would make sure is that you guys are thinking in the same way along like as far as like timeline and just having an understanding of what your goals are. You're Mm -hmm. going to into a doctoral program. He is still very much in a place of kind of finding where his purpose and passions are and how to realize that into uh, something that can sustain him as a man. So, I think you guys need to, you know, have a conversation about what those the the, the differences between your stages in life, where you guys are and the different stages in your lives and what that means for your relationship. I don't think that I don't think that these are not conversations that are impossible to have. They may mm-hmm. be a little uncomfortable at first, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm confident I want to believe that if this is your best friend, <laughs> You guys can be can talk candidly and very genuinely about, you know, your feelings about things. So I, I think the first order of business here is to just having a conversation and just being like, You're scaring me. Like, just like you laid it out for us. I think you should lay it out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no like, you know, I don't know, sis. I'm gonna let you talk, but I I don't think I don't think that there is like a secret sauce here where you can like do these things and that's what the answer is. I think this is like Something that y'all just gonna have to hash out between the two of you. And I don't know if I or Jade can determine whether or not your relationship is stagnant because we're not in it. But exactly, the fact like that you
1: feel this telling. way is telling. Exactly. So I, I, first of all, I 100% agree with Kia because one thing that I noticed in this, uh, in this, in this entire email is that I'm not really seeing a huge communication, um, uh, scenario, maybe I maybe you just dynamic. didn't paint it there, but yeah, yeah dynamic. It looks kind of like you're just kind of dispelling, you know, to us how you feel, but you're what not you really think, what you think he's
0: feeling or where you think he's at about things,
1: or just like what you observe, like right. he's doing this, right? right but I'm right. not really seeing. Say when I said this to him, right. this was his response, and that is alarming because. Yeah. Like, so it sounds like the very first thing you need to do, if you haven't already done it is open your mouth right you gotta sit down like he has said and you have to lay out your expectations and you have to ask questions and ask him where he wants to go now you did say that he a nine to five is not for him he doesn't want a regular job he wants to work for himself we all want to work for ourselves however when we become adults and we and we throw words around like marriage we have to be willing to do what we need to do to provide for our families and if that means that you have to get a quote unquote regular job so when they can get some benefits and then you work on your art in addition to that, then you do that. But that shows a level of responsibility. But that's not your the, it's your responsibility to communicate that to him. And then from there, that's when you take the next steps. So we can't tell you what to do um, in this particular situation. That's you have to determine all of this for yourselves. But I think the very first thing you need to do is is. Communicate how you're feeling. Right. Get down and have a real conversation and like see where he's coming from. Let him know where you're coming from. Set your expectations. You know, tell him what's not gonna fly and what's not gonna be okay if you guys are gonna try to move forward to starting uh, a family together or getting married and doing whatever 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 you all choose to do. You need to talk first. Right. <laughs> you need to talk and it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of talking going on.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, go ahead.
1: Say Uh uh. Well, you, go ahead. I think like, and another thing I would
0: say is like one thing at a time. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so you know, I think it's I think it's amazing that that the two of you are abstinent and, and saving mm-hmm. yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that you know provides a level of clarity in your thinking. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to how you guys engage with each other and think, uh, think about things like it doesn't add the complicated layer of, you know, sex, which is a real thing. But I I also feel like, you know, that is don't worry about something like, I feel like you're worried about something that may or may not even warrant you being stressed out about right now. Um, So you talking about losing, you know, who's to say, you know, yes, realistically, It could be that, you know, the conversation that you have with your boyfriend may result in your relationship dissolving or changing. But it may also be true that, you know, this could be the light bulb that he needs to, you know, kind of change some things about himself and work towards, you know, addressing some of the issues that or the concerns that you've raised. So, don't just worry about one thing at a time. That's what I would say.
1: Yeah. There's, especially if you're getting ready to, to, to begin a doctoral program, especially in nursing, like you have a lot that you have to be focused on. About to and that be doesn't, this. Like, like that, that, you, that doesn't girl, need to be it right now. Honestly, you don't have girl, time to try to raise nobody, girl. but you do, if you do want to remain in this relationship and you it to go in a healthy direction, then you do have to effectively communicate with your partner. But, um, in a, on, like on another note, um you said something that concerned me a little bit and it only concerned me because it's something that I recognize in myself that I have said before um you know when I was younger also in a very long-term relationship um you said that you guys began dating in high school and you were friends before and the idea of becoming single and losing his companionship scares you um I think you really should also evaluate like while we're sitting here telling you all the steps in order to try to help you to to move your your relationship in a healthy direction. I think you need to stop and and evaluate, too, especially with all that you're getting ready to do and all that you're getting ready to take on. If this is actually what you really want right now and are you in this because you truly want this or are you in this because you don't want to be single and you don't want to lose his companionship and that doesn't mean that you don't care about him you could I'm um, you can't be with a person for that long and be friends with them and you know express um how you feel about them the way that you have to us and not care about a person so we're not saying that you don't care about him but you might want to take a step back and evaluate if this is really where you want to be right now period and maybe some of these things are rising you know, to the forefront because it's, it's bringing out some other underlying feelings. And if you are staying there for the sake of, of, of companionship or fear, not, cause that's what I hear. Fear. Yeah, you don't want to Yeah, exactly. You don't, exactly. Wanna, you don't losing want fear. that companionship. Yeah. Should I say, like, fear, fear should not be the, the root. That,
0: that. You should not, mm-hmm. what's holding you guys together? Fear, because yeah. that's scary. Fear, you don't think clearly when you're afraid.
1: No, like, you just, you just react to do whatever yeah. it is to save yourself. You go into yeah. a, a survival mode. Yeah. And that's not always the best way. And so I would really take a step back there and, and, and think about that and ask yourself and the honest questions and answer yourself honestly. Is this where I want to be right now? Am I only here because of this? Like, I do care about him, but. Am I here because I care about him and because I'm scared of losing him? Like you need to make sure that you really, and you're still young. Very young. So you young. Have so much evolving. And I hear so much. I feel like a lot of this is coming forward because you, you reach so many different stages in your life. Like you're a different person at 18, at 21, Word. at 23, Word. at 25. Word. And so, and you know, and we all go through that, but I think women go through it a little bit quicker. And, um, sometimes even more drastically, but we all become different people as we evolve and mature and grow and experience different things. And you don't want to feel like you have to stay in that place that you were at a certain age. You, it's okay for you to recognize that you may want something different now because you are a different person because you've grown into a different person.
0: You're an adult and you're allowed to change your mind. You sure are.
1: Every um, time.
0: But, I, I mean, well, not but, but um, you don't want to, yeah. I I agree with what Jay said. You have to, um, <coughs> d- yeah, don't just, <laughs> I guess I I don't want to, I don't want to, just think, just think, give yourself time. Right. A lot of times people feel like, you know, because we we get to certain ages and stages mm-hmm. in our life or we look at a situation and you be like, I've been with this nigga for seven years. What is happening? But, um, mm-hmm. and I think that those, that's fair, but you know, there's process to things and a lot of times the timeline, the timelines that we put on, um, our lives are of like, they're meaningless. Like life just doesn't happen mm-hmm. In the timing that we think it's going to happen, so mm-hmm. I agree with jade's um uh uh what she said um especially about taking the pressure off yourself to feel like you have to make a decision or know exactly what you're gonna do right now um just giving yourself time to kind of you know let yourself off the hook um you don't have to it's okay to not know right now mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying or trying to say but We hope that that's helpful to you. Please let us know. Send us an update. um, If you so choose, if anyone else has any advice for our um, faithful listener who wrote us this um, super um, special letter, uh, feel free to send us an email at gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll move forward into the next segment, which I believe is the Black Women's Self-Care. Yeah. Don't forget, this week's episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Talkspace. Quite frankly, we all could do better to take care of ourselves. Our mental health and wellness should be priority, especially as we figure out this thing called adulting. Today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it super easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your personal preferences for as little as $32 a week. You can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, and even do a live video chat. All Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and have completed thousands of hours of supervised professional training and rigorous screening processes to ensure that available services are of the highest quality. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash And as a special offer for listeners, you can use coupon code GROWN to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's code G-R-O-W-N and Talkspace.com forward slash Talkspace therapy for how we live today. We're back with another episode or segment, not episode, but we're back (laughs) with another edition. That's the word I was looking for, of Black Women Self-Care. We haven't done it in a few weeks and some of our listeners were like, hey girl, what's happening? So here we are. Sis, what have you been doing to take care of yourself as a Black woman?
1: Nothing. Come on, Uh, come on, um, come on, come on. (laughs) <laughs> uh i i ran today i exerted some energy all right um and exercise that is not my black woman self-care because i didn't run for exercise i ran because somebody forgot something oh my god but what i actually did for black woman self-care is um i have been working around the clock and I mean, when I tell you all, like, I'm going right now off of three hours of sleep. I went to bed at 7 o'clock this morning. I had to wake up at 10. And I, you know, I've kind of just been going like that constantly. It's not black women's um, self-care.
0: I'm, I'm getting to it. All right. I'm just saying, I want you to take That's better it. care of yourself as a black woman.
1: I know. And I know I, ha- I am acknowledging that I have to do better with that. However, what I did today was I said, you know, I could sit in this house and go to sleep. Which is probably what I need to do. But it was a nice day and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be outside. So one thing that I always do, especially being a chef is way too much. I always do entirely too much when it comes to, um, cooking meals, having people over, hosting, you know, I want to do everything from scratch, every sauce, every gravy, every salad dressing, like everything's from scratch and. You know, I'm doing a cookout. I got to do it proper. I got to have the right potato salad. Then I want this. It's like if you give a a mouse a cookie type of shit, like if I got to have this type of potato salad, I got to have that type of potato salad. I got to have beans because I got to have the beans with the potato salad. I got to have something green like and it becomes like Thanksgiving today. We said we were going to grill out in the park. Something simple. I did some burgers. I did some sausages and some chicken wings and some grilled corn. I kept it super simple and it ended up being one of the best energies in a cookout that we've had in a really long time. It was great. Like Everybody had a good time. We had the music going. We were just drinking. The kids were playing. It was a really good time and I didn't make any potato salad. I didn't make any type of side. It was literally burgers, sausages, chicken, chips, some fruit. You know what I'm saying? Like very simple. And it was a really good time. So that's my black woman self-care. I finally didn't do too much and ended up having a really good time doing it. I can dig it. What about you? Um, So two things. Um,
0: I went to my primary care physician for a checkup. Um, so good. And admittedly, it had been More than a year since I'd been to a primary care physician just because, you know, life was crazy and I just let my physicals lapse Um, and I just hadn't had one. But, you know, I made a point to do that because it was something that I know I needed to do. Uh, It was important as we get older that we continue to go and have our blood work done and make sure that things are working in um, and in order um physically um and just to learn because you know things change about yourself um and we just got to make sure that we you know make that happen um so I was glad that I was able to get that done um and thankfully all my blood work came back and you know things were in order so I'm very grateful for that um also um I have been uh Like I said, I'm over here drinking my water and counting my calories and watching my carbs. I've also made a concerted effort. I did um, to, you know, keep up with my workouts and I worked out pretty consistently last week. So I am feeling pretty good about that. Um, And I, yeah, I I think that that's my black woman self-care. So you guys let us know what you guys are doing, whether it be, you know, whether you got a new book or some new nail polish mm-hmm. or you took a nap or you watched your favorite show, uh, you listen mm-hmm. to your favorite podcast. Let us know what you guys are doing to take care of yourself as black women. Um, we will definitely share. Um, so let us know on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz.
1: And, yeah. and all that jazz. Oh my goodness. That was this, there was this white lady who came to this jazz club I used to work at one time. Eliza we used to have some really dope people who used to come through that club. Like we had some really dope people, but this lady was cheesy boots. And I remember she ended one of her songs with, and all that jazz. Oh my and so every time I hear all that jazz, that's all I ever think about is <laughs> that lady and her spirit fingers. <laughs> Love it. Don't come for her. <laughs> And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's time for petty peeves. Yep, it sure is. What's your petty peeve? So, I have a couple petty peeves this week. They're all off from, they're from a listener. And one of them is a petty peeve to her petty peeve. Petty peeve okay. about
0: her petty peeve. The petty peeve about her petty peeve. In response to her petty peeve. Yes.
1: Okay. In, so you're in, in you're, reply. You're seeing her petty, but you're raising her. I'm raising her petty a couple chips. Throwing my chips in, I'm like, I raise your petty because I don't my petty don't fuck with your petty. Oh my but god. But it does though, because one of her petties I do I like I actually thoroughly rock with, and then another one I just wanted to tell her. So anyway. Comes from Andrea. And she says, if we're in a drive-thru and we're three cars from the window, don't honk your horn at me if I don't drive up immediately when the line moves. Like I'm trying to get this text off. What's your rush? You trying to be closer to waiting longer? Ugh. Andrea, yes, I do want you to move up immediately when the other car in front of you moves up. You know why? Because that puts us all three milliseconds closer to getting our food. It's fast food want it fast i got on the line so i can get my food fast i don't care about your text message you want to send a text message pull into a parking spot (laughs) i don't care about your text i want my food drive up i don't care if three cars are ahead of us drive up pull up anyway it's no shade i mean that with all the love in the world Mm -hmm. where i do agree with you is that you said, put a liner in the trash can after you take the trash out and fill up the damn ice cube tray. Why the hell do you use all the ice cubes and leave the tray on the counter? My nigga, if you don't fill that shit up up and put it back in the freezer. Oh my gosh. I agree 100%. First of all, nothing irritates me more than an empty trash can. (laughs) I don't want to accidentally throw my balls up paper towel into the bin and there's no liner there. That is aggravating and it's lazy. Furthermore, I agree with you with the ice tray. Or you know what's worse than when a nigga puts it on the counter? When he puts it back in the freezer, and then you need to go get ice, and it's nothing but a wonderful cold, chilled, empty ice tray. That is rude and inconsiderate. Go on. So I agree with you there. Anyway, what's your petty piece this?
0: Well, uh, you know, um, I actually shared a petty peeve on Instagram this weekend. You sure um, did. So I feel like you know, I have reached my petty quota for <laughs> for the week. Um, that wasn't petty at all. I, I, for those of you who may have missed it, I'll give you a, a brief, abridged version. I went into DSW to find myself a new pair of shoes because I like new shoes they make me happy and I saw a pair of shoes that I really liked and you know um was considering whether or not I should buy them was going back and forward trying them on they're kind of like open toed sandals so you know they fit and we were just going to just go to the register and get them when I got to the register the little girl told me that she couldn't sell me sell them to me because one was a nine and a half, and one was a size ten. So some person. Mm-hmm. So they they searched first. They searched to make sure that it was an actual mistake, um, you know whether or not someone just put the box, you know, put the shoes back incorrectly, um, but was able to determine that that was not the case. And the manager confirmed that there was um, you know, a theft earlier that day, or. Um. What? Blah blah blah. I don't know. Either way, it was pretty much confirmed that someone had switched out, uh, the shoes. Uh, like put the nine and a half, like split the pair of shoes because they have one big foot and one, one bigger foot. I guess I don't know. But I was very very angry. I was very angry because DSW said that they could not sell me the mismatched shoes. Um, and then I had to like you know go. I could check other stores to find out if they had the shoes in my size. Um, but that was just, like, annoying. So I kind of went off about it on Snapchat. And I posted it on the Getting Grown Podcast Instagram. So if you have missed that, I welcome you to go and check out the full rant. It is there, available for your listening pleasure. Um, it is
1: hilarious. It also caused my phone to blow up because I'm an old lady and I didn't know about changing your notifications and your settings. Oh, my gosh. So therefore... My phone went to 1% in a matter of like an hour. Because Kia's hilarious rant <laughs> about somebody's stepbrother, stepsister-ass shoes. <laughs> I was upset. I was very, very, very As upset. You be. But, but did you get the shoes? I did.
0: I did. The question is, I did not wear them to the event like I had planned. So now I'm <laughs> you did all that. I did all of that for nothing. And now I'm just like debating whether or not I'm going to take the shoes back altogether because (laughs) now when I look at them, I get angry because it's like, I went through all of that and I don't have them.
1: You, (laughs) so you about to moonlight the shoes.
0: I just, I just feel like I'm, I'm almost over the shoes at this point. Like, I just, I don't know if I, if I still want them, I might take them out of the box and put them on my feet one more time. And if I do not have the initial, you know, oh my gosh, I love these shoes, reaction that I had when I first saw them, they're going back to the store.
1: The jo- you no longer have the joy in your heart for the shoes. The joy
0: has been stolen. And I think Bye-bye. the the joy has been stolen. And I just feel like I got, I just, yeah. So in that, in that vein, that was my Petty Pee for the week. I'm going to read a Petty Pee uh, for one of our listeners. Um, uh nicole writes hello ladies my petty peeve are my two co-workers who keep the volume on their office phones at the highest pitch all day we sit in a small office and every email text phone call notification i know when they get it for example today at work the new executive assistant was sending out multiple meeting invites to everyone in the office and every time someone responded to this email chain i knew right away why because my co-workers loud notifications Later the day, I was in a, a, one conference room in a meeting, and the same co-worker's ringer was going off for a phone call. Does she answer it right away? Heck no. She looks to see if she recognizes the number. But then she decides not to answer it all and let it ring. I literally got out of my chair and walked over to the conference room to tell her, could you please lower your phone volume or wear earphones? Your phone is a disruption to the entire office. She looks stunned and surprised at my comment. Um, she is not a younger person. She's in her 30s and should know better. Nicole, go off, um, I mean, I, y'all know how I feel about hearing anything that my coworkers are doing. I don't wanna hear you chewing, I don't wanna hear you breathing, I don't wanna hear you talking, I don't wanna hear you. Period. No. So no. <laughs> so uh I mean this loud phone notification that would blow me as well.
1: Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Especially if it's going off all day. Like put your phone on vibrate. Grow up. Bruh. I put my phone on vibrate. Like, I generally keep my phone on vibrate, which is probably not very safe. But it's the sound is off a lot of the time. I have to sometimes remember to put it on because I'm so bad with my phone. But the sound is off most of the time. And when I get to work, it's cognizantly off. Like, I make sure that my phone is on vibrate all day at work because I do not want to hear my own phone go off all day, let alone yours. Uh. Greed. And that is another episode of Getting Grown.
0: Episode 20, to be exact.
1: Yeah, we're not teenagers anymore.
0: I know, we're growing up.
1: And we're tired, just like adults.
0: <laughs> we have to stop saying that. I've received some feedback that, you know, us being tired is not good, which is. It's not.
1: I feel like it's not good, but it's real. I feel like it is also along the um the entire theme of the show, which is getting grown. And what is one of the prime elements of getting grown? It's various aches and pains and it's being tired. I mean, it is. Like,
0: what do you guys think? Adults are tired. I mean, I think, you know, it's not intentional. I don't know. I don't want to speak no. for you, Jay, but you know we got lots going on that's not an excuse because we absolutely are grateful for the opportunity to do this podcast and we're grateful for all of you who listen um every every single week and we're trying our best to get you guys good shows that you want to listen to um Mm -hmm. not making any any excuses but you know we'd be working and Mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't have the opportunity or even when we do have the opportunity we just got a lot going on but we're going to work on it um thank you guys for your patience and uh, we're going to keep learning and growing and getting better. And with That's that, right. we're going to bid y'all. And we
1: have guests coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we, got, we about we to
0: pull right. some extra chairs to the kitchen table.
1: Absolutely. And it's going to be so, great. With that being said, mind your business, drink your water, and moisturize your skin. And your soul and your soul. Moisturize your soul. Nobody wants an ashy soul. No. And nobody wants ashy skin because your black will crack if it's dry. Bye. Bye!